0: learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. This morning, I would like to talk to you guys about building truth in your life. Now, the question is, where does truth fit in your personal list of character qualities? Is it something that is important to you? Is it pretty high up up there on the the quality of the character list? Is it something that you value? Do you take it for granted that you are a truthful person? Do you take it for granted everything you say is truthful? Do you think it's okay to fudge once in a while or uh, exaggerate things, maybe tell kind of just a little half-truth and uh, you know blow up your other people's mistakes to try to make yourself look a little better. Just try to exaggerate a little bit, just so that, uh, well, you know, as long as you get what you want, that's, that's the important thing. It's about winning, right? Well, Is truth an issue? When truth loses its importance, its value in a person's life, an organization's life, or a nation's life, things start to fall apart on the inside. Lack of truth has a spiritual effect on our own well-being. It's not surprising the Bible has a lot to say about truth. That word truth is mentioned in the Tanakh probably about a hundred times, and probably another hundred times in the Brit Hadashah. I want to start in the book of Exodus in chapter 18, if we can pull that up. And I want to look at some scripture where truth is mentioned one of the first times. It illustrates the importance of truth as a personal characteristic for those in leadership. Now the background here is Moses has led the Israelites out of Egypt. They are in the wilderness and he's having to deal with a lot of issues with all these people he's got, you know, personal issues, gripes, this and that, decisions. So, his father-in-law gives him some good advice. Exodus chapter 18, verses 17 through 21. says, but Moses' father-in-law said to him, what you're doing is no good. You will surely wear yourself out as well as these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone by yourself. Now listen to my voice. I will give you advice and may God be with you. You represent the people before God and bring their case to God. Enlighten them as to the statues and the laws and show them the way by which they must walk and the work that they must do. But you should seek out capable men out of all the people Men who fear God, men of truth, who hate bribery, appoint them to be rulers over the thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. You see, truth is a characteristic that is very, very important. And it's important whether it's in our personal life or in the life of our community. These are the kind of people that a nation, a community, must have. These are the kind of people we need in our government, whether it's federal, state, and local. Sadly, politics is a dirty business. Right now, we're in the midst of a governor's race for election this fall in our state. And as you know, the TV and the media are full of campaign ads. I've lost track of how many times I've had the TV on, and I see a political ad where candidate A has a sheriff spouting about his great law and order record and how candidate B is gonna let cr- criminals run amok. This is followed, I'm not kidding, immediately by an ad by candidate B telling about, by his group of sheriffs saying how great his law and order record is and that other guy, candidate A, well, all, it's gonna to lead to all kinds of lawlessness. Who's telling the truth? How can can they both be true? Or are they both shaving the facts a little bit and figures to their own advantage? Now, if we take it all at face value and just believe one versus the other without checking the facts, that's what we call confirmational bias. That's where we filter things out and say, okay, this is the information that I believe already, so I'm gonna believe that and any of this other stuff I'm going to call as is, is false. When we filter out and keep the information we agree with and discard what we don't agree with without investigating on our own, then we're in for trouble. But that's topic for another sermon. Politicians like to exaggerate. They inflate their accomplishments while they downplay their failures. They will take their opponent's mistakes and blow them up out of proportion and, of course, ignore their opponent's mistakes or, I mean, their opponent's successes and, of course, they will ignore their own mistakes. But I have to ask you, do you and I do that at times? Do we do that? I know it happens in the workplace. Do you bend the truth just a little bit to get ahead? You know, you want to get ahead of your coworker. You know, they're getting ready to do the performance appraisals, and you really want a good one, and you don't want so-and-so to have a good appraisal. Do you just bend it a little bit? Do we uh, accuse them of saying things? Uh, you know, they're always late when they were only late like one time. Proverbs has a lot of wisdom for us. And Proverbs talks about truth. Proverbs chapter three, verse three says, let kindness and truth never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablets of your heart. Now, why would the Bible put kindness and truth together? Well, it's because they're both essential for a person's character, who they are, how they respond, how they relate to other people. Yeshua, as our example, showed kindness and compassion, and he always spoke the truth. He was able to speak the truth and have kindness and compassion. He spoke the truth even when it was uncomfortable to hear. Yeshua said, I am the way and the truth and the life. John chapter 14, verse 6. All our truth is found in Him, and as we, being His followers, we are to put, we are to be as Him, and speak the truth with kindness. Now we all know the the record in the Gospel where Pilate famously say, Pontius Pilate says to Yeshua when he's on trial, he says, "What is truth?" You know, I think Pilate was actually asking a legitimate question. He probably had no idea what truth was. You see, Roman rule was brutal and also often quite corrupt. It was all about power and greed. Government officials often demanded bribes and were constantly plotting to kill their rivals. Truth was secondary to winning. Acquiring wealth and being in control. Paul addressed in his letter to the Ephesians the importance of truth and speaking truth, especially to your neighbor. He said here in verse four, I mean chapter four, starting in verse seventeen. So I tell you this, indeed I insist on it in the Lord walk no longer as the pagans do, the unbelievers, the ones that don't follow Yeshua, walk no longer as the pagans do, stumbling around in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance in them due to the hardness of their hearts. They're closed-minded. Since they are past feeling, They have turned themselves over to indecency for the practice of every kind of immorality with greed for more. However, you did not learn Messiah in this way. If indeed you have heard him and were taught in him as the truth in Yeshua, the truth is in Yeshua. With respect to your former lifestyle, you're to lay aside the old self corrupted by deceitful desires. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So lay aside lying, and each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for you are members of one another. Paul was exhorting them, telling them, speak truth to your neighbors. Put off those old ways, those old habits. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Where does truth fit in your life? It doesn't just happen. You have to put it on in your life. Those who have children, did they ever lie? Do they ever lie? Do you ever ask them to do something and they didn't do it? Or ask them, where have they been, and then they lied about it? Why would a child lie to their parents? Are they evil? No. But they were born with a sinful nature, just like you and I were. We all were. Sometimes people don't tell the truth because they don't want to hurt a person's feelings. Children don't want to disappoint their parents. But, of course, we all know lying is what hurts, and the truth is what is much better than the lie. We're less disappointed with the truth. So let's look at the definition. What is truth? Truth is what corresponds to the way things actually are. Truth is what corresponds to the way things actually are. Truth isn't what I want it to be. Truth isn't what I feel like it is or should be. Truth is reality. And opposed to truth, falsehood is a misleading statement. Falsehood is a misrepresentation misreprata- nah, misrepresentation, I'll get that out, of the truth. It's where I sort of tell the truth. Do you consider yourself a truthful person? Truthfulness is that character quality. Do you have a tendency to tell close to the truth? Do you rationalize things? Well, it's okay to lie a little bit here, you know, I wanted to convince them, I, I, you know, we needed to get this done. I needed to get to this point. It's okay to exaggerate a little. I told a little white lie. Well, before God, there is no color in lying. It's just lying. It's either true or it's not. Ask yourself, do I feel threatened by the truth? Ask yourself, is it okay to lie if you're not hurting anybody else? Well, Yeshua said, speak the truth to one another. Speak the truth in love. How does it make you feel if you're in a situation, and I know we've all been in this, where you know someone is not telling the truth, you know they're lying to you? Doesn't it do something to you on the inside? Could be a family member, could be a coworker, or something. I mean, how does that make you feel when you, it's like, I know that's not true. Doesn't something kind of just eat you up inside or kind of just make you feel ill? Then you get to the point, well, I know they lied here, then how can I trust them the next time they say something? See, truth is important because it is a covering Truth is a form of protection. So why should we build truth in our lives? Let's look at some reasons. So building truth in your life provides, number one, guidance. Guidance. I'll know what to do in a given situation. I don't need to panic. I have the information. I know the truth. I can follow it. Building truth in our life provides wisdom. Wisdom is the knowledge applied. I'll know the best way to go. I'll know how to apply the guidance God gives me wisely. Number three, strength. The truth strengthens us. It gives us a foundation, a rock to base our life, the rest of our character on. You know, there are the verses in Ephesians chapter 6 where it talks about putting on the whole armor of God. And one of those aspects is the belt of truth. You think about it, the belt of truth. And one of the the, uh, weapons is the sword of the Spirit, right? Which is the word of God. So where do you put that sword? You put it in your belt. And oh, by the way, that belt is holding up your pants. If you don't have your belt of truth, your pants are going to fall down. And you'll be exposed. So the truth is your protection, it's your strength. Number four, courage. Truth gives us courage to speak the Word of God. Truth gives us courage to speak the good news. Do I want to please God or do I want to please people? Truth gives you a backbone, a spine. It gives you courage. You're no no longer flip-flopping. You're no longer that kind of jelly or just blowing in the wind kind of person. Number five, building truth in your life gives you comfort. It's gonna give you peace and rest, even in difficult situations. You're gonna know you did the right thing. Guess what? It'll give you peace. You can sleep at night, not tossing and turning over that Little white lie or that great big big lie you told. It'll give you an opportunity to sleep at night. And lastly, number six is faith. Faith. Truth will sustain you. It builds your believing in your life. It is trusting that in times of troubles, in times of trials, whether they are physical trials, financial, emotional, spiritual trials, relational, Lord is there for you. The Lord is there for you. It builds your faith. You ask the average person, what is truth? And they'll struggle. They won't know the answer. But truth is truly what it's all about. You want your children to trust you. You want your spouse to trust you. You want your friends to trust you. You want your coworkers to trust you. It's about truth. So what happens if we don't build truth in our life? What if we fail to build that truth? Number one, you'll end up believing error. Sadly, many believers genuinely believe error. People believe you can lose your salvation. People believe that God is waiting in judgment. He's up there with a stick waiting to say, aha! I saw you made a mistake, like he's going to whack you on the head. There has to be a repository of truth. And that repository is the word of God. It is the book of truth. Number two, failure to build truth in your life, you end up developing evil habits, bad habits. When you have willful denial of the truth, when a person knows the truth and then violates it, Consequences can be devastating. Lying hurts. With li- People get hurt. And we end up hurting the people we love. Number three, failure to build truth causes emotional baggage. You see, your whole personality is affected when you don't tell the truth. The Bible says, do not bear false witness. It's in the commandments. You're gonna be saddled with emotional baggage, conflict, emotional disturbances on the inside. You end up destroying your testimony, your own testimony of your life, your own self-image suffers. Number four, it'll hinder your spiritual growth. It'll drag you down spiritually. God has made us to be truthful sons and daughters. You'll end up trying harder and harder to do it on your own without God. And time and time again, you'll be disappointed when you're trying to do it in your own strength. Number five, failure to build truth grieves the heart of God. There is only one kind of lie, and that is the sin lie. The saying, a little lie is not going to hurt anybody, is falsehood. There are no white or black lies. There are only lies. And lastly, number six, it will cause suffering to continuing disappointment. How long does it take to mend a broken trust? Depends on the situation. It can take years. Sometimes a broken trust for lying, lack of truth, can cause division and stuff that lasts a lifetime, even within families. Sadly, some relationships don't recover. So who's telling the truth? Who do you believe? If we don't practice truth, we will never reach our full potential in life. We'll never become what God Intends for us what he wants for us to be. So, how do you build truth in your life? Number one, recognize truthfulness as a foundational life principle. Recognize that you need it. Recognize that it's not optional, it's a have to have. I recognize truthfulness is a foundation, is what my life's based on. Number two, Take a look at the past, evaluate the results of the past. What happened when you lied? How'd that that turn out? Was it good? I don't think so. You'll, you know, it wasn't worth it. Number three, accept the Bible as the ultimate guidebook. In it are the keys to life. It has the answers second timothy two fifteen. study to show thyself approved unto god a workman needing not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth accept the bible as your guidebook the word of truth now okay suppose you make a decision Suspo- suppose you state what you believe is the best of your ability your best of your understanding what is the truth and it turns out it was false or it was wrong. What happens if you've made a mistake on that? Well, God actually has an answer for that. In Romans chapter eight, verse twenty eight. I don't think I put that one up there. That's all right. But I'll tell it to you. Romans eight, twenty eight says Now we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for those for good for those who love God. God knows that sometimes you're gonna make mistakes. Sometimes you're gonna make a wrong decision. We make corrections in life. How many of us have changed based on only having a partial knowledge in the past? And now we see things more clearly. Now we have the full picture. Sometimes you have to make corrections. And God allows for that. He understands, He knows because he's working together for good for those who love God. Okay, back to the list. Number four. Practice truthfulness. Practice truthfulness and observe the consequences. You'll see that honesty is freedom. You'll see that you can say, Hey, I told the truth. I have a clear conscience. I can sleep better at night. I'm not going to worry and ruminate over this thing. Because I know I told the truth. Honesty is freedom. Number five, be honest with yourself when you fail. Be honest with yourself and discover why. Why didn't I tell the truth? Was it fear of rejection? There's something about truth that covers a lot of stuff in life. Number six, Ask God for an ever-increasing desire for truthfulness. Prayerfully ask him to increase the truth in your life. He hears your prayers. He hears you when you pray. Just ask him to increase the truthfulness. Identify any areas of weakness and apply the word of God, apply scripture. An example might be fearfulness or fear of rejection. God's word says he loves you unconditionally. You are not rejected by him. God's word talks a lot about fear. There's a lot in his word to to counteract that fear in your life. Number eight, fill your mind with the word of God. Read, meditate on it. Sow in your mind the word of God. It will strengthen you, it will refresh you, it will fulfill you. And number nine, purpose in your heart to be trustworthy, reliable, and believable. Be mindful of truthfulness. Isn't that what you want in your spouse, in your family, in your friends? Don't you want that truthfulness in them? Be mindful of that. Think about it. If you have a friend who will not tell you the truth, are they really your friend, then, if they're not telling you the truth? The Bible says, and Yeshua said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We live in a time like no other in history. Today we are constantly bombarded with information on TV, on computers, on our cell phones. You get it 24 hours a day. You can get news instantly from anywhere in the world at any time. Yet truth seems to be fading further and further from our reach. There are many voices talking. Now, let's say there are many voices screaming at you all at once trying to get your attention. Who are you going to believe? Listen to the voice of truth the voice of God's word. Of all the voices calling out to you, choose to listen to the voice of truth. Shabbat Shalom. (laughs) Abba, there is just a lot of noise out there in the world today. Noise trying to distract us from you. Lord, we ask you to help us Just filter out that noise so that we hear the truth of your word spoken to us in our lives. That we walk out upon your word of truth. Shabbat Shalom.